Who put their hand up when asked, who wants to be a footballer? I'm Johnny McPhee. This is Play, Train, Grow. Let's find out what happened after you put your hand up. Hello and welcome to Play, Train, Grow, a podcast that's going to ask, what is life really like chasing the dream of becoming a professional footballer? In this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Finn McLeod-Kate. And let's talk about his own personal journey through academy football. Finn, how are you, pal? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, man, ready to go. I'm getting a good. few done now, starting to relax, but still nervous. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he stop bouncing? Yeah. Get cracking, you know? So let's uh, let's just get your story. What was your journey through academy football? Well, I think it was about nine I went into Rafe Rovers Youth Academy. I think it was about nine-year-old uh, from Boys Club. And then I don't think you could sign till you were 10 properly. And then I was whole way through academy till, it was, I think it was 15, 16, the Fife Academy started, Fife Elite. Yeah, it would have been, you'd probably been coming in at, at the dual age ban, wouldn't you? Yeah. So I think we were the first year of that, eh? I think. Yeah. yeah. And then it was two years of that, and then it was coming to, obviously, contract time getting an apprenticeship contract, but I didn't get that due to fitness and injuries and stuff like that. So I was sent out to junior football, to uh, Glen Ruffus Juniors. Loved that. was there for about a year. Uh, that was probably the most I've enjoyed my football, actually, at juniors. And then uh, I ended up getting called back into the throwers and signed an apprenticeship contract for two years. And then at the end of that... Again, that was a not a really enjoyable two years. Didn't play a lot of football. It was probably about seven games of football I played with injuries, and I was probably training about once a week. And then I had a bit of time left on my contract. I think it was about six months, and I spoke to the manager and ended up just letting me go. He just said you can just stay away if you want because it was just not good for me, not good for my head. So at the end of that, I went to Kelty Hearts under 20s for a bit and then after a year there it was Brecon first team Brecon City and then now I'm back at juniors back at Glens yeah so a nice varied bit from you know academy a dual a dual age band within that you know you hit 15 and then all of a sudden you've got to go in and compete with older players good ideas and yeah, a lot of good <clears throat> a lot of good clubs out of that too so what made it fun? What was enjoyable? What do you remember about it? About the, just the academy football? Yeah, we'll start or, academy football, yeah. So, I don't know, what was most... Uh, I love the training. Start, I don't know. <laughs> what? Great start, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, I loved the training. I loved playing against the big teams because that's where you didn't get a boys club, obviously. It was just, everyone was boys club, but I loved... Obviously, playing against your Celtic and Rangers and that, going to Lennox Town and Murray Park and everything. I loved that. Um, what else? What about the what about the best games you played? Give give us what comes to mind. If I ask you, what was your best games? What what games come to mind? It's the Celtic. Well, I'd say I'm going to say the Celtic and Rangers ones, but I think we got pumped about 18, 20 now every time we played them. So, <laughs> but the experience of going there was good. Uh, probably the, the when we got to play Dunfermline and that, like the wee 
the wee derbies. Even at that age, it was still quite a good buzz. Like everyone was up for that. We loved, it. and we could we would maybe get a close result against them. Yeah, there be an definitely, a, definitely a bit of rivalry in the Fife area. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, if I if I talk about your best games, you, you know you you love playing against the big clubs in inverted commas with Rangers and Celtic, and the you know local derbies are just as big. So, when you're on the pitch, what does a a positive view look like when you're actually playing? What is it? Are you getting on the ball, constantly moving it? You taking players on? What is uh, it? The positive version is me is probably when I'm not passing the ball. To be honest, that's when I'm that's when you know I'm actually enjoying. It. <laughs> uh, yeah, just taking players on. That was always my, like, the only thing I would feel confident. Well, not the only thing, but the thing I feel mainly confident in is taking players on and that. And I could get, especially when I was younger, too carried away and probably not, never pass the ball. <laughs> just head down 1v1. Just take head down the- straight to the goal, yeah. Take so, as many on as I can. So we, we get kick off, we give it straight to you. You go take a full back on 1v1 and unfortunately mm-hmm. you lose the ball. What what does that look like now? See, when I was younger, I didn't. That wouldn't get you would get caned for that. Obviously, you'd get players would get annoyed at you and stuff like that. When I was younger, that would just go in one year and out the other. I wouldn't care. But when you, now at this age, if I get, if I, which I still do do it at this age, but uh, if that happens, it's it is a bit more gets in my head and I think oh, I shouldn't be doing that. And, but I'm not as bad as I was when I was younger. What were you like when you were younger then? Were the arms going in the air? Was it? Yeah. Looking the other it was just that. Nah. Just nah, just get on with it. No no yeah. recovery sprint. No 25 no. yard back to help the fullback out. No, no. No. <laughs> no. Save Love the energy. It. Love it. Just chill out, wait for the ball to get back to you. Yeah. Pass me and I'll deliver, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. Love it. So <clears throat> we're talking about you getting on 1v1s and. Is that the best part of football? One v one, get the ball, get an mm-hmm. get in the box, get shot off. For me, definitely, yeah. That's what I love to see about football, like players taking players on, and that. And I feel like when I watch football now, like in the prem and everything on TV, it just you hardly see that now. It's all just, you know, it's just all planned out, passing and that out the back, keeping the ball and everything. You hardly see it taking players on. You don't see enough of it, I don't think. It's a big part of academy football, you know, 12s, 13s, 14s. It's pretty, it's very much 1v1s all over the pitch and the team that dominated yeah. 1v1s. What, what did you use for as inspiration to improve? Were you watching players that do it? you watching teammates? Are you out in the back garden imagining yourself in a stadium playing? Yeah, yeah. I used to, I was always on YouTube and that. I'd always watch like compilations of my favourite players and that. Like mainly just like skills and everything, and like you're saying there, like if I would be out in the garden or that, I used to always visualise like a scout watching me or something. I don't know if that's. Why would you ever heard that before? I don't know. I used to always do that if I was out playing football and uh, with my mates or that, or if I was just out by myself, like practicing myself. I used to always like imagine there was a scout just like spying on me, and I would like be trying to impress them, even though there's nobody there. I love it. So. What is, I love it. No, I, I like that idea. Yeah. I'm going to go on. So, what is yeah, that? I used to always do that. Is that to keep you, is that keep the best you on the pitch, not to mess about, always to give it 100%? Is that why? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it like, I got a buzzer of that. Like, if I was on my own, like practicing when I thought other other boys maybe weren't in there, and I thought, like, 
I'll be making myself better, imagining there's someone watching me. And I don't know if that makes sense, but it oh, did in my head. That is, that is an absolute nugget. That is a proper nugget of, of information right there. To imagine a scout being there. Mm. Where's the scout from? Is it a national team scout? Is it? It was like the teams in, like when I was at Rafe in that league, the, the bigger teams and I always wanted to play for some of the other teams because we, we were like the bottom of the peg, Rafe Rovers. We got pumped every week and I just always want to play for these other teams and I would just imagine different scouts from these different teams. No, oh, I love that. that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go away and use that. As soon as I'm back on the training <laughs> pitch, I'm going to have that. I'm, I'll, I'll give you the mention, obviously. Okay. <laughs> Football's about stealing, but I like to give reference to to who gave me the idea. I thought that was maybe a more common thing. Yeah, I just thought, like, I never really thought about it. I just know that's what I did, like, just automatically. Like, I didn't think to myself, right, I'll start doing that. I just did that. And then I'll be like, I don't know why I'm doing that, but it worked for me. Yeah. Absolute nugget. So when you're yeah. out playing, when you're in the academies, when you're playing week in, week out, what's balance like? What does life look like? When are you getting up for school? When you get home, is it home, food, car, training? What did it look like? So what what age are you talking about here? Like sort of a cat, thirteens through to seventeen. So yeah, it was so that was in high school, eh? early high school. Yeah, high school. So obviously, I'll be at school all day, and then, and I think that time we train at Bathgate. At yeah. that age, yeah, I remember. Yeah, we were at Bathgate for quite a while. So I'd be in and then I'd have enough time to get some food and then there'd be f- about two or three of us close mates that played through the academy together. And we'd all, the, our mums would rotate and we'd travel together and no. then be there for an hour and a half and then home, bed. Do you ever feel time to do other things? I've had it, I've spoke to a few boys where, you know, they're getting trains to Edinburgh or, and then back to Dunfermline or whatever, for just for school, and then it's off to training. Did you feel you had a nice balance, or was it just constant football? Well, compared to that, I think I was pretty lucky, yeah, that I wasn't getting trains everywhere. And I did have a bit of time, obviously, to do what I wanted. Even I suppose on the training nights, it wasn't. It was in for school and then out again. But was that yeah, I think I've, I had it fairly easy. I was lucky I had, obviously, my mum to take me around and stuff, and my mates, mums, and everything, so... Right, so that's what three times a week you're training. Yeah, because I think some at that age I think I was training with the year, the year above as well. So I think it was like once with them and then twice with my age. I think that was that age. I don't know. It was a few years when it was I was playing with both age groups. What um, we're just talking on the both age groups. Did, what benefits did came from that, or did you find any benefits coming from that? It was actually fifty. Well, not fifty fifty, but there was pros and cons in that because. I gained a lot of confidence, obviously, playing with the, the year above and that and learned a lot, a lot more physical, obviously. But it, I remember it came to a point where I was playing too much football and I was just obviously having a lot of problems injury-wise early on. Like all that Osgood Slatter stuff that everyone's, like all young boys are getting these days. I was getting a lot of that. And I remember coaches, like my age group coaches, saying to me, you need to stop playing with the age above because you're not going to be able to play at the weekends and stuff like that. No, I, I get so. I know you've mentioned already. You did struggle with with injuries. So was that mm. was this Osgood Slater's in the knees? Thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. yeah, it was just. I think it was so many boys had it. I knew so many other boys, my like around me, that had it, and 
yeah, it just came on and then it was like, I was getting told so many different things to help it. I remember we had these wee Velcro band things right, that you okay. put around the lump uh-huh. and that was meant to help it, which I didn't think helped at all, but I was on different uh, medication and stuff to help with the pain and uh, nothing really helped. Rest didn't help. It was just getting through it until I grew over, like, grew past it. But. That's, that's the unfortunate part of it. For some guys, they blast through it, and for some, it, it lasts a while. So what toll did that take on you, having just knowing that you've always got these issues? You know, you said you've played too much. So, so what toll did that take on you? Well, that age, I didn't really know that it was going to be, I was going to keep getting them. I kind of kept thinking, like, surely I'm going to be fine after this year. And especially with that Osgood Slatters, I thought, I'm going to grow out of this. It's just a wee, it's just a wee thing. But... So, yeah, I was always positive at that point, I think. But then, obviously, things just kind of got worse for me the older I got. So, And that was, especially the, that last year of the being an apprentice at Rafe, that last year at Rafe altogether, that was just, meant, it wasn't good for my mental health, I don't think. I was definitely in a bad place at that point. Like, I was ready to just completely give it up. Do you, are you comfortable enough going into a bit more with that? Just Yeah, definitely, no. I what was happening? Uh, so it was that first. So when they finally signed me back from the junior team, um, it was straight away in to see the physio. I'd be in with the physio every morning. That was my routine. Go and see the physio and I'd get a full body assessment to see how I was and if I'd be able to train that day or if I was going to be in the pool or in the gym. Yeah, he would send me away to the pool uh, to do my allowance and stuff. And uh, as soon as all the boys went out to train, I remember that day just coming back in and uh, just breaking into tears. And uh, he was so confused why I was so upset and stuff. And I was just explaining to him that I just couldn't keep doing that every day, watching my mates go out and train, everyone fighting to get into that first team. And I just wasn't even able to try. Like I was just nowhere near it. And uh, I remember just saying I just wanted to stop. I didn't want to keep trying anymore. And I'd thought about it for quite a while. And uh, he said to me that I'd need to just go and speak to the manager, which being an apprentice, he just didn't really... We were all the same. We didn't really speak to the manager. We'd speak to the 20s coach. He didn't, he didn't go anywhere near the manager. So I remember going up to speak to him and asking if I could have a word. And that I just proper stuttering. And I just explained to him that I, couldn't, that I was really struggling. And he said he knew that straight away, that he, like everyone kind of knew that I was struggling. So he just helped me out and said that to just get away, stay away and just focus on yourself. So that was really good for me. I needed that. No, it's, a, it's brave. It's really brave. I mean, there's, there's so many kids that I've worked with over the last 10 years where, where they're growing and their injury just stops them. And mm-hmm. it's really difficult when you're that age to try and just understand it because in your head you're mm-hmm. finished you'll probably be a footballer in some way everything's going reasonably well mm-hmm. you're just constantly got this battle to try and stay fit and it's, it's thanks for sharing it it's it's such a difficult no, thing to, to get through and mm-hmm. when you're in that environment you've talked about getting the physio support and a great bunch of lads do you look back on that now and look at it and think what strengths you took from that help you today? Mm, did a lot because I took a lot. You gain a lot of confidence from it as well because being a young boy and that come 
being in around the first team and everything, it's pretty nerve. Like it can be quite nervy walking into their change room and that, and uh, you know, just try. You just need obviously try and stay confident in that and just get involved in everything. And you do learn a lot from that. And uh, I think I learned learned to have a lot of resilience as well from the whole thing to stay positive in that. So what what um what would you say are the strengths you've taken? You said it's resilience, but but what is it? You know, if you come up against a, a tough situation today, do you think you're going to be slightly more capable of dealing with it? Yeah, definitely. I think with all the things that were happening at the at the time, like it was, it felt like it was really easy to just like sack it all and just give up. But I definitely learned like that that wouldn't have been the right thing to do so early and to just keep sticking in and everything and like a strong believe, believer in like everything happens for a reason in that and to just stay positive so no I like it it's, it's really difficult because when you aim at something for so long to get to that point where your body's the thing that's failing you it's really yeah. to get over and it's great just having someone out there that's been through it and managed to you know continue on with life and achieve their own goals so to, to take it back to the football pitch, was being a footballer easy or was it difficult trying to get there if we take, you know, the body and that out of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's different for everyone. I think it does depend on the type of person you are. Uh, I think I found it really difficult. But for me, it was football wasn't a be-all. It was all, I wasn't always that player. It was like a be-all or an end-all football, like... I just love, I love playing it. I was, I ended up being decent at it. So that was it. I wasn't like, you know, I was, I wouldn't get as stressed out as I know some other boys did. Like if it wasn't football, then it was nothing for them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But, um, Absolutely. I think there's a, a lot of, a lot of boys my age that have come across in that. They're just so confident and have been from the moment they started playing and not a doubt that, about their ability at all. And they, I think football is easy for them. But well, not the whole thing, but like, yeah, because if it's if you don't have any stress or any doubts about your ability or anything, then it, you are just doing what you love every day. So, no, it's a great point. Did you ever think? I, I imagine you did. You know, hey, what do they do, or did you watch them, or did you ask them questions? Just trying to get that little bit from them. I never did. No, I think it was just I just sort of knew that I was just like I'm not really. I don't really have that type of mindset, I think. Like, it's almost like you need a bit of arrogance. You need that bit of cockiness. I don't think I was ever really like that. So. It's a fine line. It is a fine yeah. between the cocky, the arrogance, and then going too far and then not having enough of it because yeah. you, you don't want the self-doubt in there because, mm-hmm. being honest, if you can't convince me that you're going to become a footballer mm-hmm. and then you can't convince yourself how far do you actually think you're going to get? Yeah. But there's also that, there's the guys that can just float on cloud nine and nothing touches mm-hmm. them and nothing bre- and they just breeze their way through it. Yeah, and it's the ones that are the ones that are really mediocre players as well, but they've got that arrogance and they end up making it. And you just think, oh, I just wish I was like that. I wish I just didn't have any doubt in my ability. I did struggle with that the whole way through. People would always say that to me to be more confident and believe in myself more but my confidence would go up and down it would just be it could be one thing in a game lose the ball once and I could be gone 
I could be hidden for the game, which is so. Think about it now. I just think it's so. Just I don't know why I let that happen, but I was very. I'm still like that. I overthink with football definitely way too much. That's interesting. So if if I was to give you, if I was to take you into my training session, a bunch of twelve and thirteen year olds, and you were to say mm-hmm. that sentence, how would you then give advice on that same thing? I would. That, I think I would just say that like you can't afford to let little stupid things like that get in your head and you just need to believe that you are the best player in the park and that and to just have no doubt in your ability and it's just I think it's all about confidence with Polly. I think that's if I was a coach that was that's what I'd just put on them. No matter what they were like, I'd just put confidence to them and tell them to just like express themselves. Like yeah. I wouldn't I don't think I'd ever be that coach that would tell them to pass the ball. I think right. I coach them to do everything but that. Yeah, so you've, you've got to... So at an age, obviously, that comes right. play, but at a young age, I would be wanting them to just don't pass it. Learn to get out of a situation by yourself without any help. You know what I mean? All right. It's, like I say, it's your your way of looking at it, and that's the fantastic thing. Yeah. So it's on the same subject, if you're talking to a coach and I take you to the side and you're 14 or 15 or 16 and you find it hard to talk, or you, you know, you're struggling to get the, your thoughts out. You're not, I come to the side with you. What are you telling me with this lack of confidence? What, what do you want me to say to you? Do you want me to just reinforce the positives? Do you think maybe giving you extra work? What do you think? I think it's a hard one because if you do just keep on reinforcing the positives, it can become like that player needs to rely on that, which isn't good. But... If there's a player that is, I think, I, I do think that's a hard one because, like me, struggling, when I struggle with the confidence in that, if a coach did just keep, you know, putting me on a pedestal on that, it probably would have, probably wouldn't have been the best thing for me. But definitely a bit of that to just keep telling them that what you're doing is good and to not, just like what I said, don't let it get anything get to you, just keep being positive. And just like show me what you, you were about, show me your ability, sort of thing. No, I like that. From my my coach's point of view, if I see someone really struggling, mm-hmm. I'll take them to the side and I'll just try and empty their brain of thoughts. So, what was winning to you? You've you've said you were in a group that weren't winning, you know, results wise very often. So, mm-hmm. how how did that affect you? Uh, again, there was pros and cons in that. Obviously. There was a lot of the losing, and it was bad at times. There was once Celtic away when it was, I think it was under 13s, and uh, we were getting beat 18-0 at Lennox Town. And uh, they gave us a player. He put a bib on, <laughs> which I didn't know. I didn't know that was a thing, but um, we just had a, one of their players playing in the middle for us, telling us what to do in that, which was pretty soul-destroying, to be honest. But... Um, yeah, there was a lot of losing, and we were used to it. Like that was just the norm for us. And uh, but when we did get that win, it was we loved it. It was brilliant. We took we took the wins like a World Cup final. It was brilliant for us. So it's I mean it's so difficult because when there's such a gap in you know the whole team performance, and you've already said it's difficult getting beat. How, how do you how do you find you yourself improving in that? Does you know the intrinsic winning? intrinsic desire take over is there certain things you're trying to achieve every game 
I think the the constant losing like kept us grounded. You know what I mean? Like it made us, you know, we knew what we were, and like when like when we did get that win, it did mean so much. And I think when there was that extra push because we never had anything to lose when we were playing these teams because we were we like I say we were bottom of the pile and when we did get that win I know the other team were they were nervous if we were getting close to it and you could tell they would be just hating it and we would we would like I say World Cup final we'd be buzzing we'd love it yeah it's interesting it's it's maybe part of academy football that that doesn't get maybe looked at too often but there are there are some times when there's some age groups where they just struggle mm. and it's really difficult to to keep a group I've had that scenario before where you you're just being outmatched week in week out maybe it's mm. maybe it's ability maybe it's injuries it's you know people are away it's sickness whatever it is but it's it's really difficult from the coaching side to try and keep people motivated yeah I've been I've been on the end of some games where it has finished eight or ten or twelve and uh-huh. the mistakes that creep in and the pressure that gets on you individually, it's really hard to maintain motivation at that point. Did you find that as well on the pitch? Mm, yeah. I think I think the thing is with us is like we were our team was just I feel like it was just mainly Kirkcaldy boys. Like we were all local, we all knew each other. And we we're playing these teams that had like the pick of the bunch, really. Like your Celtic Rangers just had any any decent young boy in Scotland, and they, obviously the other decent teams had all like the Edinburgh players and the Dundee and all that. We were just we were all just mates. We all knew each other. We all went to school together and stuff. So yeah. So when was, you moved into the the Fife Academy, where the the the, the Fife clubs come together, did you see yeah. a change at that point? Then when I mean you would have been. Yeah. 15 hitting 16s for the dual age band of under 17s at that point uh, definitely I think there was obviously a massive difference when we all came together because it was like the best our age the best well we had the trials obviously and the coaches sort of picked the best of the bunch so we did have what we thought was as good as you could get in Fife so we managed to do well, I think we did get a, a few decent results I remember we beat Rangers in Glenrothes which was weird than I got ever done in the young ages, but uh, I'm sure we got a result against Celtic as well. And uh, there was a difference, 100%. It wasn't just us boys that were all mates; like we all became a big, I'm a, a lot bigger team and more quality. No, again, it's a difficult one because from from my point of view, the, the coaches, you know, head on with my opinions are that winning's great; it's good for morale, it's good for the team, but the result doesn't outweigh your individual performance, your individual winning. I think the intrinsic desire at, at any age is far more important than the actual outcome result. Yeah. The outcome result can maintain a lot more than what, at young ages anyway, what the mm-hmm. intrinsic stuff can do. But when, you, when you're when you in and you're, you're now in that sort of dual age band uh, with uh, what you're saying is sort of a better team, was there a change in mentality at that point from you talking going back to your confidence or was mm. it, did you kind of just stay along your own wee path yeah there was a bit of a change I was like I had to step up a bit and it was like 
I think I was quite comfortable in the team at the Rafe, the Rafe Rovers original young team. I think I was like pretty comfortable enjoying my football, and then the whole Fife Academy thing came around, and that was like, right, I need to really prove myself here. And uh, obviously, there was more quality brought into the team, and a bit more. I had to fight a bit more for your position and stuff, and it did feel better when when I did like get my spot in that team. Like it felt good to keep my spot in that team and stuff and yeah, especially that age as well it was like the first first sort of time at that age where you really get tested and like put under pressure and thought like you're gonna need to get into this like you're gonna have to compare against these players and stuff like that the, com- the comfort bit's the most important thing that, that what makes my ears go yeah for me you're sitting in a comfort zone and then you jump out your comfort zone. All of a sudden, somebody else wants your jersey. If you get in, you mm-hmm. keep the jersey on. And mm-hmm. I think it's an important thing is is when you went in the training at that point, were you in the same out your comfort zone? I need to prove myself a little bit more than you were before then. Yeah, it was a completely different like vibe. Like it was a lot more, definitely a lot more stress at that age. Uh, yeah, I did think that. I didn't think I was going in the train and not feeling like I was just training with the book, like my mates, because that's all it was at that age when we were younger at Rafe. It was, we're all just mates. And then it became more like, became a bit more professional, I thought. A bit so more pressure on everyone. What, what is that stress? Is that stress you're putting on yourself to perform every week? Is that stress you're putting on yourself to get better, to teach the other folk in the group? Yeah, it's, it's all of that. And it was the added stress to, like, the older you got, it became more serious. Like, it became more like, right, I think this is what I want to do now. <laughs> like, I want to be a footballer. So it was like, there was that stress of if you weren't doing well, then it was like, that's the end of the world sort of thing. It's a difficult one. But I wasn't as bad as others for that, I don't think. I don't, like I said before, it wasn't always a be or an end all for me. So I know that it was, I would get to other players more. Like, if they were struggling or that, they'd start thinking, like, what am I going to do? Like, it's football or nothing. But for me, it wasn't always like that. That's interesting. So what then What then are, are you trying to do in this environment? Because if you're not too sure that you want to be a footballer, but everyone's in that situation where it's contract time coming up, mm-hmm. do you think if you'd uh, just playing devs out, if you flip the switch and were like some of the other boys that you would have maybe have made it or I mean was your body just affecting you at that point as well uh, it's a hard one because I don't want to be that typical I don't want to use that excuse and say oh I could have been this but my my injuries done this to me I don't want to be like that but I don't think it would have mattered if I was flipped the switch I think I think if I had flipped the switch I would have been a lot unhappier because I would have been fighting and fighting and fighting for it and I just wouldn't have got anywhere. And then if I did think it's either this or nothing, then it would have been nothing. It would have been no, I would have I had, really hard to deal with that. Yeah, I love it. And it's such an important thing. I'm going to go through exams at that point on top of you as well because it's yeah. the time of your life where you're fourth, fifth and sixth year. And you're yeah, it was a really stressful time. I, was, I remember leaving school... Uh, I remember going to my mum and dad every day saying, let me leave school, let me leave school. I don't want to go, I'm sick of it. There's no point in me being there. And I remember promising them that I'd get a contract at Wraith if I was allowed to get away from school and train every day. And uh, eventually I did get it. But yeah, that was a stressful time at that point. 
Again, it's a great great eye-opening point that that's what you're going through at these age groups is you're you're genuinely going, let me leave school in the hope, you know, the hope I'll make it. Mm -hmm. It's such a treat. It really is, yeah. And my mum would always warn me not to put all your eggs in one basket and don't chuck everything for it because you can be, no matter how good you are, you can get unlucky. You can, it can still not happen for you. And to chuck everything for that is risky. Luck is luck is the one measure that we can't we can't yeah. factor in. And yet, some people think it's the most important part, especially mm-hmm. at young age groups. You know, at sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, try to decide your next 30, 30 odd years or whatever it is at such a young age. Yeah. Luck, luck is so important. So, hundred percent. If we move on a wee bit, and you're kind of you know we're talking about walking into the first team and that did the. Did the way you received feedback and when you were in the twenties, the way that you you were coached, or the way you received feedback, change from that you know um, spell at sixteen, seventeen? Yeah, it was a lot different. It was a lot more. You were kind of you didn't get that attention you got when you were younger. It was more you because when you're an apprentice, like young boy, trying to get close to the first team, you're just bottom of the pile, and you. It's good though, because you kind of need to know your place and stuff, and you learn a lot. You grow up fast, I think, being an apprentice. Definitely, you get obviously the banter with the first team and that, like all the jokes and pranks and that. I think it puts you in good stead and stuff, and like helps you grow quick and like realize what you need to be like to. But what what did you realize? What what were the things that you went? Oh, hang on a minute. Um, this needs to change. I don't know. I think you needed to be tougher, no matter how tough you were. You needed to be tougher than that. You needed to be able to take a bit and just get on with it, definitely. Which some of the boys I knew didn't really do that. They'd give it back, which I know some people agree with. You should give it back uh, as a young boy. But I always, I always thought if you're a young boy, you take it. You don't give it back, which I never, I just took it. I wouldn't give anything back. Yeah, it's another part of football week that very rarely gets spoken about, but we know it's coming. You know? Yeah. You no, know it's coming. I, do agree with it, I think it's good. I do think it's good because it makes you, like I keep saying, it makes you, it helps you grow up, toughens you up. Like they're doing it for you. And it is funny, but uh, some boys can struggle with it, I think. And then uh, some boys will bite. They can't take it, sort of thing. They'll react, which is not good. You you could be the the big fish in the pond, and then all of a sudden you get thrown into this completely different environment. And yeah, it does somewhat at times become a little bit sink or swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's definitely difficult, and it's a, again it's a it's a really difficult age to be doing that too because you're you know seventeen mm-hmm. eight trying to find yourself, but all of a sudden you're in with a group of grown men. Yeah, it's really tough. Yeah, I think um, I think the earlier the better is for that as well I mean you can be too young obviously but you see these young players now that are really young that are in first teams they probably got chucked into that before we did before the age I was when I did and I think that would have been massive for them because when we were playing kids against kids they were already learning what it was like to play against men and to toughen up yeah I think sometimes you kind of focus or or we as, as a culture can focus on having to having to get tougher but I think when you break it down you have 
a lot less time on the ball. You have a lot less time to make decisions. And I think oh, it, yeah. it gives you that picture of, of the actual what it takes. Because until you get to that point, you don't actually know what it takes to be a footballer for me. No, and 100%. They're the other things that come in. All of a sudden, when you had two seconds, you've now got half a second. Mm-hmm. For me, it was always away. not pass the ball. For me, it was always don't pass the ball to me. I should probably pass the ball. Yeah, but not <laughs> Again, these are just these are things that we, we hope people that are listening in are just taking away that it, it, it just the world changes, doesn't it? It really does. Mm. It completely changes and you go from one world to a different world. And mm. I think personally, if you're you're not somebody that, that's asking for a bit of support, a bit of time, or asking questions, that's the point where you have to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. Go to your coaches, whether your coaches from your academy before, whether it's you know your twenties reserves coach, or someone at the club. I think it's time you need to speak and talk to somebody about how things are changing, and especially in yeah. terms of feedback. Because and I'll take I could take it easy on you on a Tuesday or a Monday at training, and then you go into the first team environment the next day, and that completely mm-hmm. changes. Yeah, I would massively encourage that to like kids coming through. To, to talk, to 100% talk and if you are, because it's so easy to be quiet and uh, just sort of fade away, I can imagine, and just like not say anything to the coaches and end up just sacking it, just thinking you don't want to talk. But I would definitely say if you were ever like young boy struggling or uh, yeah, just not having the confidence that they want then to talk about it, to ask for that encouragement. You're- you got to be careful. You don't slip into blame game. When you when you walk into that first team environment, you have to be accountable for everything you do. And yeah. the second that you start blaming is the second you're going downward for me anyway. Yeah, totally, totally agree with that. I've never been one for getting on with my teammates or anything like that. Well, obviously when they need it and that, but even then, I've always been that one that's just sort of like I've just never been able to cane my teammate. Like just absolutely annihilate them. I've never been able to do it, but. I can take it. You're making that sound like a bad thing. You know, you're the one that yeah. fills the balloon. There's different characters in every team and every dressing mm-hmm. room. And you need the boys in there that, that fill the balloon and don't burst it. It's important. Yeah, 100%. If you, if you end up in that, you know, shouting and screaming match, it's not going to make anybody mm-hmm. better. That's for sure. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, play, I play it to enjoy it. Like, it's not all about... Like, obviously, you want to win in that, but it's never been, if things aren't going going the right way, to just absolutely go for my teammates and just just completely put it all on them. I've just never seen it like that, to be honest. Usually, when I see someone screaming at somebody, so they can hide whatever they've done previously. Yeah, 100%. I see right through that when players do that. see right through it. It's just... Yeah. We're talking about seeing this. So what's the advice you'd give to to youngsters that are coming through the pathway to parents or coaches listening? What you've just said, keep it fun. You know, I'm guessing mm-hmm. that's a vital part of it. 100%, yeah. To not take it too serious, to put too much, try not to put too much stress on yourself about it all. And uh, like I was saying before, to just express yourself as much as you can and to... Like almost show off if you've got the confidence at the time, just sh- show off. You know, 
No, I love that. It's it's so important. You can put somebody out on a pitch and all of a sudden they completely change. Go yeah. out you. Yeah. And that's exactly, because I was always like that, like so quiet. If you were to talk to me one-on-one, I'd be quiet. I wouldn't really be talk a lot to the coaches when I was younger and that. But when I go on the pitch, I'd just, you'd think, you'd probably think I was quite cocky with the way I played. But that was just me wanting to show, like just to go and enjoy. I was just enjoying myself. Just try to show what I had. No, it's, it's it's the most important part. And that's when I ever watched you play, that's what I love because you just looked free. Whenever you got the ball, you always just looked free and you never looked like you were carrying anything yeah. apart from the expectation to take somebody on. Yeah, I right. love that. I love that buzz. Having that pressure, is it going to take them on? I like that because it made me want to do it more. It made me believe I could. You've got to keep doing it. Repetition through practice. Practice makes permanent, doesn't it? It doesn't make perfect. Yeah. No, I, I, again, it's great to hear. And, and if I, I think about finishing up and, and bringing us to a close, uh, I'm thinking about, again, staying on the line of advice. So if somebody's, somebody's struggling with injury, as you've said, what, what would you, your advice be? I think what my advice would be is that very rarely that it's going to be it's going to be going on forever. Like, it's going to come to a stop. And like I've always said, my family's always said, everything does happen for a reason. Like, maybe you're going through these injuries because you need. it's a good thing for you. It's going to toughen you up or it's going to make you more resilient. And I think it's just to believe that it will get better. Like, and to believe in your ability and, uh, like, what will be will be. Like, you know, it's important. I think sometimes when when players spend a lot of time out, they can forget that there's other things you can learn and improve on it. It doesn't just yeah. have to be about the technical side of it. 100%. I learned loads from... I would spend almost a year at a time just sitting next to the coaches, just watching my mates, and I would learn so much from sitting on the side. And I probably didn't realise it, but I realise now that I would, you watch football and you do learn... It's different from watching the TV. When you're there and you're seeing it, you do learn more from it. No, it's good. It's good. And would you be the one that says, even if you're injured, go to the games or stay at home? I would encourage to come along and stay involved, but I would say, if you didn't want to, then don't. Like, I wouldn't say you have to be there, but I would say I think it would be best for you to, to stay involved. Don't let yourself fade away from the team or anything like that. No, it's important. Because I find it absolutely it's mm-hmm. definitely difficult because some places, even if you're injured, you have to be there. But my my thought mm-hmm. is you look it to the person. At least if we see you every so often, I think it's important. But definitely don't detach yourself from from completely. Yeah. No, I like that part. Yeah, that at the twenties. Yeah. No, carry on. Oh, sorry. Uh, the twenties there, it was like that. I would. I would the coach would sort of say to me if like it would be good to see you there and, and I would always go to them but then it got to a point where I was just going to watch and I was just getting fed up I just wanted to be on the park so it was in, it ended up just putting me on the other side not enjoying it so I do think there is a balance depending on how long you're injured for obviously yeah just make it a personal thing though mm-hmm. right personal is the key no again Finn, I'm going to wrap up here we've had some technical difficulties throughout so I'm delighted yep. to get uh, to yeah. this and uh, thank you very much and I'll speak to you soon pal
That's it for another episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You can get me on Twitter at PlayTrainGrow. You can email PlayTrainGrow at gmail.com. This is a new thing for me and for those involved. I'd love some feedback. If there's any other areas you'd like covered, any other topics you'd like to discuss, just let me know. Thank you. Thank you, bye.